What's happening? A good Tuesday night. Thanks for joining me. As always, it is much appreciated, especially those who joined me earlier today. Thanks for joining me again tonight. I know short notice and everything, but look, the power might be out tomorrow. So frankly, I wanted to get this podcast out there. I wanted to talk to all of you and with all of you about Mike Vrabel, see how you feel about the idea of Vrabel possibly coming to New England if the Patriots were to let Bell Belichick go. So let's get to Mike Vrabel. And again, don't forget to give us that thumbs up, comment, subscribe, do what you do. If you're listening to uh, Spotify, Apple Pods, rate and review. We started to piece it together earlier today, right? During the podcast this morning, we started to put the pieces together of Vrabel coming to New England and Bill Belichick possibly going to Atlanta. You can check out that podcast we did earlier today. I would suggest it, give you some background. It was a lot of fun. So you can listen to that, watch that whenever you have time to do so. But we started to put this puzzle together, and we're halfway there. We're halfway there with Mike Vrabel leaving Tennessee or being asked to leave Tennessee. So Mike Vrabel fired today by Amy Adams Strunk, who is the owner of the Titans. And uh, here's what she had to say about the firing. As the NFL continues to innovate and evolve, I believe the team's best position for sustained success will be those who empower an aligned and collaborative team across all football functions. Collaborative. We heard from Belichick yesterday talk about collaborating, working together. So Adam Strunk, to me, that statement screams, I didn't feel comfortable with the front office and the head coach working together. Mike Giardi at Boston Sports Journal wrote the following on Rand Carthon, who was hired as the Titans GM. Last offseason, Vrabel had worked hand-in-hand with former Patriot executive John Robinson during four and a half years before Adams Strunk pulled the plug on Robinson midway through last season. Per one source, Vrabel believed Ryan Cowden, the interim after Robinson, or another former Patriot, Monty Ossonfort, now the Arizona GM, would likely assume the vacant GM job this offseason. But instead... Carthon, with no ties to the incumbent head coach, was put into power, and Cowden ended up in New York with the Giants. On several occasions, those two, Vrabel and Carthon, tried to present a unified front. Still, based on today's actions, it is clear that the owner did not believe Vrabel would slash could form a harmonious relationship with Carthon, and thus the somewhat surprising move. Giardi continued, from what I can gather, putting together the timeline of the last 24 hours, Vrabel believed he was coming back until he sat down with Adams Strunk. It was then that the owner decided that she couldn't move forward with the 48-year-old and Carthon as a duo and chose to go with a man who has a minimal track record of being in power. Carthon has been a GM for less than a year versus Vrabel, who had the Titans in the AFC title game in January of 2020. She chose the unknown versus the known. Let me put this out there right now. I would hire Mike Vrabel in a heartbeat. Just like that. If you are saying goodbye to Bill Belichick, it would not take me any time whatsoever outside of the time that I have to take per NFL rules. It would not take me any time whatsoever to hire Mike Vrabel as the next head coach of your New England Patriots. Let's start with this. Vrabel is a known commodity. He's a known success story in the NFL. He was 50 and 30 in the league before the quarterback wheels fell off. It's not easy to go 50 and 30 in the NFL. His first 80 games, he won 50 of those 
and then had to deal with injured quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, sporadic quarterbacks. He was one of the best coaches, hands down, through his first 80 games as the head coach at Tennessee. He won the coach of the year in 2021. And that is a very well-regarded trophy to put on the mantle. So we're talking about a former coach of the year just a couple of years ago. Made it to an AFC championship game with a roster that many people would tell you had no right of making the AFC championship game. Lost the playoff game because his quarterback, Tannehill, threw what? Three or four interceptions against Cincinnati in one of the worst quarterback games I've ever seen. And yes, I watched Mac Jones play this year. This guy has been successful at the NFL level. And I know people will push back and they'll talk about the offense. And we'll get into that in a minute. But here's the question. Would you be more comfortable hiring an offensive unknown than a defensive known? Ben Johnson has been a terrific offensive coordinator in Detroit. We have no idea if he's going to work out as a head coach. Eric Bieniemy, we have no idea why he has yet to be hired as a head coach, but you could imagine there are some personal questions about Bieniemy, and also he has failed the interview process, I would imagine, a number of times. Bobby Slowick in Houston has done a fantastic job with C.J. Stroud, but is he truly ready to be a head coach in the NFL? How many coordinators, offensive, defensive, special teams, how many coordinators are very good at coordinating, but when they become a head coach, they fail? The vast majority is the answer. Vrabel has succeeded as a head coach. You know what he is as an NFL head coach. You know he is a winner at the NFL level. There is no guarantee that any of these guys that we've discussed and will continue to discuss over the next few weeks would win at the NFL level. You have it in hand. You have somebody who we know. You have somebody who has won. McTogger jumps in. Don't forget to throw your comments in there tonight. Special live edition this Tuesday evening with all of you talking about Mike Vrabel getting fired in Tennessee and whether or not Vrabel makes sense for the Patriots. I asked a week ago if Vrabel would hand Amy Strunk a handwritten note saying, I resign as HC of the TT. I was half kidding. Surprised they were impatient enough to fire him. This has a 2,000 feel. Interesting take has the 2,000 feel. Roll Pats jumps in. You know, I really liked going to bed knowing it was McDaniels and Mac reunited in New England. Throwing darts. Could Mac be going to Atlanta now with Bill and McDaniels? I do not think Bill Belichick wants anything to do with Mac Jones for the rest of his NFL career. I think that ship has sailed. Robin Jenkins says, problem with Vrabel is he has not proved great at developing quarterbacks. Well, has Vrabel proven not to be great at developing quarterbacks? Or is it actually the quarterbacks he's had? You know, we look at the Patriots and Cam Newton and, of course, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Let's look at who Vrabel had at quarterback. He had Marcus Mariota, who has never really developed into more than an average quarterback at best in the NFL. He had Mariota. He had Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill is completely average at best. He is not a very good quarterback. Blaine Gabbert, Malik Willis. Josh Dobbs, and Will Levis. So do we put that on Mike Vrabel? I would also say that Vrabel, he delegates. So you look at the offensive coaching staff and how they developed or didn't develop those quarterbacks. I don't know if we could put those quarterbacks all on Vrabel because, frankly, outside of Mariota, 
Who on that list was considered to be an above-average quarterback? None of them. And how many times have we seen a quarterback be a bust, even if they were drafted in the top five? And again, Mariota did not find much success once he left Tennessee. X-Factor says, Vrabel going to Ohio State, the Ohio State, to buy time for Belichick to get Shula's record with the Patriots. I don't know if Ohio State wants to move on from Ryan Day. I don't know if Vrabel, now that he's been in the NFL for as long as he's been in the NFL, I don't know if he would want to go back to college and be a head coach at that level of football. He's got NIL to deal with. He's got recruiting to deal with. He's got the transfer portal to deal with. I don't know. Look at Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has been trying to get out of college for the last few years. All of these changes within the game. Dave Rooks, thanks for all you do for us, Nick. Thank you, Dave, for supporting the program and joining me tonight with everybody else that is here. Don't fair chatting. Jump on in. Leave us a comment. Your thoughts. Bomb dog. He is a perfect fit. Hire a good OC, and we are good to go. Scott Harper, I would absolutely love to have Mike. This dude will make our team a physical beast. All right, so let's get back to Vrabel. And I know, I know, people will push back and say, he's not an offensive guy, Nick. You need an offensive mind. What are you going to do with the offense? And it's a fair question. And if I am... Mike Vrabel, and I'm walking into an interview with Robert Kraft, even if I feel like I have the job already. Again, if Belichick is gone, if I'm Mike Vrabel, the first thing on my list, the top priority that I have on the list is telling Robert Kraft what I will do on that side of the football. How will I be different than Bill Belichick? How will this offense improve under my watch? Vrabel has to be ready with a plan. A surefire, solidified, solid freaking plan, right? You need an offensive plan. What I would say about Vrabel, Vrabel hired Matt LaFleur as his first offensive coordinator. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I think all of us would agree that Matt LaFleur is one of the better offensive minds in football right now. He's done a tremendous job with Jordan Love developing that young quarterback and keeping the Packers relevant even to the point where they're now in the playoffs this year. So Matt LaFleur was his first offensive coordinator. That's a good hire. He then promoted Arthur Smith. And Arthur Smith started to turn this offense into something different, right? And you started to see in 2020 and 2021, for those who are concerned about Mike Vrabel not being able to coach a team that has a decent offense, I disagree. Look at what Tennessee did. In 2020 and 2021, in 2020, Tennessee was third in yards per game. They were fourth in points per game. Tennessee was one of the best offenses in football in 2020 with Vrabel as head coach. You look at 2021, they were seventh in yards per game, only 15th in points per game, which leads you to believe they had some struggles in the red zone. But they moved the football at will. Top 10 in yards per game offensively. 
So in 20 and in 2021, Vrabel proved that his teams could be good offensively, if not very good. And then we look at what happened. Why did things fall apart? Well, A.J. Brown was traded before the 2022 season, something that Mike Vrabel did not want to happen, by the way. Vrabel was not happy with A.J. Brown getting traded. So Brown gets traded. Then Tannehill gets injured. The rest of the team starts to age. Derrick Henry gets banged up a little bit. And that really transformed the offense. But in 2020 and in 2021, they had a good offense in Tennessee. Mike Vrabel has proven that his teams can be at at least good offensively. And I would also say that the roster is not on him. Yes, he worked hand-in-hand, right, with the GM. Then Rand Carthon comes in. But he worked hand-in-hand with John Robinson for a little over four years. And obviously, Mike Vrabel's intel, his thoughts, his suggestions were heard by Robinson. That's what happens when you work hand-in-hand. But ultimately, Vrabel was not shopping for the groceries. Vrabel was not picking the players. Vrabel was not a Belichick in Tennessee. So when A.J. Brown gets traded, Vrabel gets very frustrated, and it impacts the offense. How much did Vrabel have to do with the idea of keeping Tannehill? I have no idea. But he was not the ultimate decision maker. So we have to keep that in mind. The roster is not on him. He certainly wants to be heard, but he was not making those unilateral decisions as the head coach with the Tennessee Titans. Here's something else that I want to let all of you know. We've talked about prospective GMs. Who could come in and make a difference? Did you know? Did you know that Mike Vrabel was in New England when Adam Peters was in New England? Adam Peters is the guy that's at the top of a lot of lists in the NFL right now to be that next president of football operations. He's out in San Francisco. He's had a good hand in what the 49ers have done the last few years. He has moved around the league a little bit, but he's highly respected as far as player evaluation. Adam Peters, many people would tell you, many people would tell you that Adam Peters is the number one desired GM slash president of football operations on the market this offseason. He's already been asked by multiple teams to interview. Mike Vrabel has a relationship with Adam Peters. If you're telling me that you could grab the top GM slash president of football operations that is available in Adam Peters, if you could grab that guy to go along with Mike Vrabel, who aside from Bill Belichick would be considered the top head coach prospect on the market right now available, I'd say that's a pretty damn good start to rebuild this operation, wouldn't you? Don't forget to give us that thumbs up. Always appreciate the likes. It takes one second of your time. If you're watching us on Twitter slash X, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Facebook, give us that thumbs up. Takes one second of your time. More thumbs means more eyeballs. The numbers this week have started to grow, and it's all because of you, and I appreciate every single one of you that take the time out to give us that thumbs up, to comment, and subscribe. Trying to get to 1,500 subscriptions by the end of January in what is going to be a very, very busy Patriots offseason. Jerry W. jumps in. Hey, Nick, great show. Thank you. I saw a clip of Vrabel mic'd up recently, and in the clip, he was building up one of his rookie wide receivers after a bad play. What a difference between the Belichick approach. I want to stick a pin in what Jerry just commented on 
because I do want to talk about the relationship between the coach and the players and what we've heard about Mike Vrabel. Scott Lake, and a day ago, I didn't like the idea of waiting to decide on Bill or take the time to trade Bill. Now that Vrabel is a free agent, Kraft can work a trade for Bill while working to hire Vrabel. I don't know about, again, we, we talked about this on the podcast earlier today. I'm not sure if a trade is going to happen. They're difficult. They're very difficult uh, to actually make work in the NFL. They're not impossible. I would not even say they are super rare. It's not like Haley's Comet. So I don't know if a trade is going to happen. But what I will say, Scott, it's very interesting. And I, I don't think it was Kraft's intention. But the way this is going to work out, this does put pressure on Belichick. And, you know, you look at Kraft because of how he's somewhat dragging this out with Belichick. If he waves goodbye to Bill, now he does not have to give up compensation for Vrabel. And going back a week ago, I think a lot of people had an issue with bringing in Vrabel because it would cost you a draft pick. We talked about that earlier today on the podcast, on the first one. So now you don't have to give up compensation. So I don't think it was intentional. It's mostly happenstance, but there's no doubt this works for Robert Kraft. Pat jumps in, says, I don't want Belichick, Vrabel, Mayo, Flores, any of them. Blow it up, Robert. I think Vrabel's different. Vrabel went outside the system. Vrabel went to Ohio State to coach. Vrabel went to Houston to coach. Obviously, Vrabel has spent time in Tennessee the last several years as the head coach. He's not somebody that was, you know, just stuck within the system of New England. He has proven to be open-minded. He has proven to be somebody who delegates. So I think Vrabel is a different cat than a lot of these other guys that we've discussed. Vrabel never coached with Belichick. He never coached for the Patriots. So I, I think he's a different guy. And I, I don't think we should lump him in with everybody else from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Flying Elvis. Cattles, I'm 100% behind your opinion on Vrabel. Naysayers should know Vrabel was the head coach only of Tennessee. He inherited an old roster that was completely geared to running. It, it, it was an aging offensive side of the football. It was an aging roster overall. X-Factor brings up the idea of uh, Adam Peters. Yes, I think it could be. It could absolutely be a package deal. Devin Allen with a uh, super thanks, super chat. You guys can super chat, super thanks as we go along. I always appreciate the donations. Devin jumps in. Vrabel being available makes getting rid of Bill a lot more palatable for the crafts and the fan base. Love the show, Nick. Yeah, I want to get to that idea as well. Derek jumps in. No, don't want Vrabel. <laughs> okay then all right so let's get back to uh Vrabel he relates to players he relates to players we just mentioned the comment earlier about him building up his wide receiver players and I'm not going to say universally because that's silly no coach is loved universally by every player that he has coached but the vast majority of players that have played for Mike Vrabel love playing for Mike Vrabel and I'll give you two Examples of this. Derek Henry spoke with Diana Rossini earlier today when Vrabel was fired. Derek Henry said, quote, wow, wow, I'm shocked. Coach Vrabel, this is Derek Henry. Coach Vrabel is a leader of men. He is a great coach and teacher. I know he will get another opportunity right away. I look forward to it. Taylor Lewan was on the Rich Eisen show. This was transcribed from Mike Cadlick of WEEI. 
Here's what Lawan said to Eisen when he found out Vrabel was fired. Quote, that is nuts. I knew there was some clamoring going on inside. I heard a couple. I talked to a couple guys. Obviously, I have some relationships with the Titans. It was very clear that Vrabes was not the problem. The talent, it just wasn't a team that was filled with enough talent to be truly competitive in the NFL at that point. And that was just the reality of the situation. And you can point a lot of fingers. Again, Taylor Lewan, you can point a lot of fingers, but I didn't think the finger you could truly point was at Vrabel. He's the absolute best, Taylor Lewan says. I think they just made a big mistake. There was a story. I did a, a podcast on Vrabel going back, I think, about two months ago at this point. There's an anecdote in a story that I shared with you on that podcast. You can check it out on the channel. But it was about Jadavian Clowney. And Vrabel talked about how he was coaching Clowney. And he realized that Clowney was much better when he was on his phone looking at videos and clips. So Vrabel changed the way he handled Jadavian Clowney versus everybody else. And he was able to pattern his coaching and adjust his coaching to make Clowney feel comfortable. He changed the way he coaches for for Jadavian Clowney. That, again, shows his ability to be open-minded, his ability to adjust, his ability to be relatable to the young player. Oh, you like you like working on your phone more. You'll be able to absorb the information better. Okay, I've never done that before. I'm not super comfortable doing it, but Jadavion, if it's going to make you better and you're more comfortable, that's what we're going to do. So that shows you, I think, why players like Mike Vrabel, if not love the guy, because he's willing to adapt. He's willing to make you feel comfortable. And that is the the new ideas that he brings in. And that's why I said, if you look at the coaching tree and all of that stuff, Josh McDaniels knows one way. Matt Patricia knew one way. Brian Flores, before he went down to Miami, he knew one way. Vrabel's not that. Vrabel is somebody who's worked with multiple teams. He's somebody who worked at the college level. And he learned about the college player. He learned of, of how they think and how they see certain things. And he's been able to adjust his style at times to make that work ultimately for the team. He's made his players better. I mean, you could sit and list a number of guys that improved under Vrabel's watch. And basically he has shown he knows what the hell he's doing. This was from Warren Sharp. Okay. Vrabel went 54 and 45 for the 12th best record in the NFL in three playoff trips in his first six years, okay? So he was 54-45 and in his first six years, and he got to the playoffs three times in those six years. He did that with the following quarterbacks, Mariota, Tannehill, Gabbert, Willis, Dobbs, Levis. Let that sink in. Warren Sharp continued, Vrabel almost always got his teams ready for games they were expected to lose. This is important. How many games did we see the Patriots win? Because they were favored, they were they had Brady, they were smashing people. Vrabel has consistently, consistently had his team prepared to win games against teams that they should have not beaten. Mike Vrabel won nearly 50% of the games that he was an underdog. If you don't think that's a big-time number, 
Warren Sharp tweets out, that is the third best mark in the NFL since 2018 with a minimum of 15 games coached. Mike Vrabel had the third best record as an underdog in the NFL over the last five years. He gets the most out of his team. He knows how to get the most out of the guys and get them revved up and get them prepared. Ryan jumps in. Don't forget to comment. Don't forget to like. Give us that thumbs up, please. Every thumb means an awful lot. That's how we beat the algorithm. We're going live here, trying to beat the bad weather, a likely power outage tomorrow morning. So if you don't hear from me tomorrow morning, send me well wishes. Maybe send me some food. <laughs> send me a few beverages. I would appreciate all of it. But don't forget to, to like us here. Thumbs up, comment, subscribe. Trying to get to 1,500 subscriptions by the end of this month. So Ryan says, Nick, give me your opinion uh, when you look at Vrabel versus Mayo, pros and cons. I lean towards Vrabel because of experience. Yeah. It, it, look, if Mayo was the leader in the clubhouse, and according to reports, Vrabel was the favorite before this actually happened with Vrabel in Tennessee. A lot of people said, you know, Mayo was the favorite. Mayo was the guy. Vrabel is the better choice because you know who Vrabel is as a head coach. He has the proven track record. As a matter of fact, we all know that Robert Kraft didn't want Mayo to be the head coach until 2025. And there's been some question about whether or not Mayo is truly ready for that spot. Charlie jumps in. Look at this $10 donation. Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate it. Again, all of you can jump in with your super thanks, your super chats. Vrabel all day, baby. Can't thank you enough, Charlie, uh, for the side money there for me. It is it is very, very much appreciated, my friend. Uh, means the world to me. Means the absolute world to me when people spend their hard-earned money on the product. I don't ask for it, but it means a lot when it happens. So I appreciate you. I'm trying to get through a lot of these. I'm going to stick with you for a while tonight. So let's just keep rolling with some of these comments before I get back to my thoughts. And, and I'll tell you why I think this is actually a no-brainer for Robert Kraft. I, I think we're in no-brainer territory if you are the Patriots owner. 1776, forever free. Great job, Nick. But don't you think there's just too many coincidences around this whole situation? Uh, 1776, you should check out the podcast we did earlier. Or you could just follow me on Twitter slash X at Nick C Radio because I was posting some clips from the show we did earlier today. I don't believe in coincidences. Not in sports. Not in the NFL. Belichick, Vrabel, they share an agent slash advisor. I don't think it's a coincidence whatsoever that yesterday we heard Belichick was wanted in Atlanta, and then shortly after that, that Vrabel was interested in New England. Connect the dots. Connect the dots. It tells me that the agent-slash-advisor was doing some heavy lifting behind the scenes to get this out there and, and trying to get Bill, if he is gone from New England, and you've got to imagine that if the agent is working or the advisor is working on his behalf, he's trying to get Bill to Atlanta, and he's trying to get Vrabel to New England. That's how I read it. Will it happen? I don't know. But I absolutely, with every fiber of my being, believe that's the case. 
JD, bear this in mind. Kraft has stated in the past he wants a team to have continuity like the Steelers. Yeah, would he see Vrabel as continuity? I think he would. Donnell Ruffin, great content, Nick. Thank you. Lifelong fan, born in Dorchester, living in Hampton, Virginia. Miss you on the radio down here. Glad I found you on YouTube. Fantastic stuff. I loved my time down in the uh, 757. Benny's Ben says, uh, Nick, all over YouTube today. Yeah. Yep. My face all over YouTube. I apologize for that. <laughs> KJ By says, Rabel would be a very bad hire. KJ, give me your thoughts. Who do you want? Who do you want instead of Rabel? Do you want an offensive unknown or do you want the known commodity in Mike Vrabel? If you're moving on from Belichick, do you want the unknown in Gerard Mayo or the known commodity in Mike Vrabel? Which one would you want? Cisco. Man, Nick, speak the facts, loving the two days. Telling you right now, I'm going to be all over it. It's my promise to you. I'm going to be all over it. Free agency, draft, coaching decisions, GM decisions, any breaking news, we're all over it. I love doing this. That's why I'm doing it right now. One man band. Was in radio for 10 plus years. Came back home here to Foxborough from Rhode Island originally. Moved back to New England due to family reasons. Wife wanted to get back. I wanted to come back, see some family. Left a successful situation in Sacramento all the way across the country to come back. And now I'm doing this. And I thank every single one of you, every single one of you that takes a minute to watch me. Honestly, because it's the only way this is going to survive. William thinks I'm sexy. Thank you, William. <laughs> Hopefully my wife agrees. All right, back to the task at hand. No brainer for craft. Why? Several reasons. Relationships. If you've watched this podcast before, you know I've talked about relationships. Relationships matter. Every walk of life, no matter what job you do, relationships matter. Do you trust the people in the room? Do you believe in the people in the room? Robert Kraft trusts Mike Vrabel. There's no doubt about that. Robert Kraft believes in Vrabel. Vrabel is from the family. Brian Kelly would say, what did it say? Family. In the family. Go back to Vrabel during the Hall of Fame induction, right? Patriots Hall of Fame induction, his halftime speech. Here's what Vrabel said to the crowd. Come on. We got a game to win. Can't be up here too long. He said, we. Vrabel sat in the owner's box, in the owner's suite, during that game. Sure, he had plenty of conversations with both Robert and Jonathan. Here's what Vrabel said at halftime. Quote, I haven't been back as much as I should since 2009, but I want to thank the fans who made playing in this stadium unbelievably special. When we traveled, you were there. When we were here, you were there. I can imagine how you screamed and yelled during night games on third down. Then you threw the snow. And then this really highlights Vrabel and why Vrabel is interested in the Patriots. Quote, I don't want you to take this organization for granted. I've been a lot of places. This is a special place with great leadership, great fans, great direction, and great coaching. Enjoy it. It's not like this everywhere. Vrabel has been near the top of the mountain in college football at Ohio State. Vrabel was in Houston with playoff teams alongside Bill O'Brien. 
Vrabel spent years in Tennessee as a playoff team. And he told everybody just a couple of months ago that this place was special. Holds a special spot in his heart. King Cato 21, thank you for the donation. Jumping in again, super thanks, super chats. Uh, you can throw a super chat at me, and it jumps you ahead of the line. I will go right to your comment when I see it. If, Bra if Rabel doesn't come to New England, where does he go? It's an interesting question. If it's not New England, uh, I would have to imagine that he'd be looking somewhere like the Chargers. He might look at the Raiders. But but I would imagine that Vrabel wants to go to a team, if it's not here in New England, he wants to go to a team that gives him the best chance to win as soon as possible. So I think the Chargers would be near the top of the list for him. Do the Cowboys make a move if they lose in the, in the playoffs? We don't know. Alec jumps in, says, want Mayo. Got to give the man a chance. He'll get his chance. It might not be here in New England, but he will get a, he will get a chance. Amstel 54, give us Vrabel or give us death. I don't know if I'd go that far, but yes, give us Vrabel. Don't forget to give us that thumbs up, comment, subscribe. Trying to get to 1,500 subscriptions by the end of January. Spotify, Apple Pods, rate and review. All right, so relationships is one. One thing for craft. What I think is highly important, okay? Take a sip of water. I've been going for over 30. What I think is tremendously important when you're looking to hire a head coach is stability. And hiring Mike Vrabel would give you franchise stability. Everybody would be on the same page. Robert Kraft slash Jonathan Kraft. If it's Adam Peters, who has the relationship with Vrabel as president of football operations, your head coach, Mike Vrabel, Vrabel and Peters, or Vrabel and whoever that GM is, brings in a new franchise, QB1. You've got your ownership, your front office, your head coach, totally aligned, believing in the quarterback that gets drafted or brought in, and now you march forward with that alignment. That's what a successful organization does. We don't know if Gerard Mayo became head coach. Gerard Mayo has a very limited Rolodex. Not Mike Vrabel. Again, Ohio State, Houston, Tennessee. He's been in three different places. He knows a lot of people within the game. He has a much better chance to staff this team with quality assistant coaches than Mayo would. Fact. Kraft knows that Vrabel has a track record of success. If you're Robert Kraft, are you willing to bet the house on somebody who's never done the job before? I mentioned this in a prior podcast. You're replacing Bill Belichick. You replaced the greatest coach of all time to many, many people. You're replacing that guy. How comfortable is Robert Kraft with the idea of replacing Bill Belichick with somebody who's never been a head coach in the NFL? How comfortable are, are you with that idea? I mean, I, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine that Robert Kraft is sitting back saying, oh, yeah, I, I am so confident that if we go out there and we get Ben Johnson from Detroit, Ben Johnson's going to be able to handle this situation. Find it difficult, right? 
I mean, this isn't just any job. You're replacing somebody who's been here for a quarter century, who won six Super Bowls, went to nine total. Somebody who has legitimately formed this franchise. It's not an easy task to replace that guy. And to replace him with an unknown would take a lot of guts. Think about when Kraft replaced Pete Carroll. What did he do? He went back. He went back to his roots. He went back to somebody he knows. He went back to who was in the family. He went back to Belichick. And you know Kraft is more comfortable with Mike Vrabel than anybody else outside of maybe Gerard Mayo that's going to be out there. So are you comfortable handing the keys to somebody who's never had the head gig? That's a huge, huge, huge risk. Not saying it can't work out. Huge risk. Gregory Brown, Nick, you live in Foxborough. I do. I live in Foxborough. David Savage, New England is a different beast when it comes to markets. Thank you, David, because you just brought me to another part of the reason why I believe Robert Kraft looks at this and, and has to say to himself, it's a no-brainer. If we're moving on from Belichick, Mike is a no-brainer, and it's because he knows the market. Vrabel knows the market. That's important here. He knows the market. He understands the passion of the fans. He understands the media and the personalities within the media. And if you don't think that's important, it is, because Vrabel, his ability to handle this market it's marketing. It's promotion of your organization. And so understanding the market and how this place works, understanding what the Belichick Patriots stood for, winning Super Bowls within this organization, that matters. Boston's tough. Philly's tough. These markets are no joke. You want somebody who can handle the fire. I don't know if Ben Johnson can survive the New England market as the head coach. What if Ben Johnson gets off to a slow start? Is he going to shrivel? I have no idea. He's the offensive coordinator in Detroit. I have no idea how he's going to handle that. I know how Vrabel's going to handle it, and I know how Vrabel's going to handle it as the head coach, not a coordinator, not an assistant, as the head guy that takes in the responsibility and the accountability for the entire organization. I know how Vrabel is going to answer those questions, and he's going to handle that market and that media. Amstel says, I was leaning towards keeping Bill, but Vrabel changes all of that. Continue to throw your comments in. How do you feel about Mike Vrabel? Don't forget to give us a thumbs up. It's much appreciated. Here's something else about Vrabel, his confidence, his swagger, his personality. If you're replacing Bill Belichick, you need to have confidence. If you're replacing Bill Belichick, you need to have some of that swag. Some would say ego. Vrabel has the confidence, the swag, the ego. He has that personality. He's got the cachet. He's got the gravitas, whatever you want to call it. He has the credibility. He has the respectability. He's a guy that can supplant Bill Belichick, and you don't feel awkward about it. You go, oh, Mike Vrabel. Guy was damn good in Tennessee. Played for the Patriots, knows the market, knows the region, knows the fans, knows the owner. 
knows, hopefully, the GM coming in. Hopefully, it would be Adam Peters, finger crossed. So you to hire somebody who has that cachet, I think, is important when you talk about who you're replacing. German jumps in, says, Kraft was to Belichick for the past. Jonathan will be to Mike Vrabel. Reset Patriots Dynasty 3.0. It's a transition plan, man. The, the transition plan just seems smooth when you talk about it. Here's one more thing about Vrabel being confident and having that personality. He is somebody who will protect the quarterback. Whether it's Jaden Daniels or Drake May or Caleb Williams or Michael Penix, whoever it is, Kirk Cousins, whoever it is, but mostly the younger guys, Vrabel will protect them. Vrabel will take the bullets for the young quarterback. He will stand up at the podium. He will take responsibility and accountability. He will know exactly how to handle the media and the questions about the young quarterback. He will support the young quarterback publicly, privately. And when you're bringing in, if it's the third pick, let's say you draft Jaden Daniels third overall. You bring in somebody who was drafted third overall. You want to make sure that you nurture him a little bit. That's the way of the world. It's 2024, baby. You got to baby some of them sometimes. And, and we know what happened with Mac and Bill and, and how that went wrong in the Chicago game and people chanting for Bailey Zappi. We know where that went down that road. Vrabel will protect the young quarterback until the quarterback is ready to fully take over. He will be the face of the franchise. Vrabel will be the face of the franchise until the quarterback is ready to be the face of the franchise. And that's important for the maturation of that quarterback, for the development process. Martin jumps in and says, Vrabel worked for O'Brien, so if he's the head coach, will O'Brien go? We'll get into that in a minute. It's a very interesting question. It's a great question. It's a great question. Get into that in a minute. For Kraft, obviously, PR move. We see the comments. Not everybody loves the idea of Vrabel, but I think many Patriots fans would love the idea of Mike Vrabel as the next head coach. It would be a smart move. It would be a popular move, and we know that owners care about optics. Another thing for Kraft, not going to cost them money. Tennessee is going to be paying Mike Vrabel the next couple of years. I know we don't care about that. The owner cares about that. And that makes it easier for the owner to say, oh, yeah, we'll bring Vrabel in because Tennessee's going to pick up a lot of that change. And again, you don't have to give up a draft pick for Vrabel, which is huge. No compensation. He is a free agent as a head coach. All you have to do is get him to sign the dotted line. Don't have to worry about giving up a pick. Give me Vrabel. Give me Vrabel. Here's my plan. Ready for my plan? I know you're ready for my plan. Mike Vrabel, head coach. Okay. Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator. To go back to Martin's question here about, well, you just jumped. To get back to, uh, just jumped again, to Martin's question about, you know, will O'Brien stay? Will he go? Of course, O'Brien and Vrabel have a relationship. I would, I would rather have Arthur Smith here because it's something new. And I'm not sold on this offensive scheme working without a pocket-passing quarterback with the acumen of Tom Brady or close to Tom Brady. I would like some freshness to this offense. So 
I would bring in Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith started to build that Tennessee offense into what it became, right? He helped that offense 20 and 21. So I would bring in Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator. I would see if Gerard Mayo wants to stay. If Gerard Mayo wants to stay at least for one more year, then Gerard Mayo is my defensive coordinator and my assistant head coach. If Mayo doesn't want to stay, I'm looking at Demarcus Covington, who's done a tremendous job with this defensive line. So I look for Mayo as DC slash assistant head coach. If that doesn't work, I would look towards Covington. Now, Vrabel might have another name that he knows, maybe. But that's what I'm putting together. Vrabel head coach, Arthur Smith offensive coordinator, Mayo DC slash assistant head coach, Adam Peters is my GM. I I don't know if you're going to get better than that. Honestly. Mark Foster, would Atlanta give a pick for Bill? I don't know. I have no idea. As far as what round, I don't think it would be a first-round pick. Atlanta's picking eighth overall. Second-round pick, third-round pick. It'd be fascinating, right, if Bill goes to Atlanta. Arthur Smith, former head coach in Atlanta, ends up going to New England to be the OC with Mike Vrabel. A lot of ties. A lot of ties with this situation. Cisco says great work. Well, I appreciate that, Cisco. All right, that'll do it. We've been running for about 45 minutes here. I appreciate, I appreciate all of you joining me. Don't forget to give us that thumbs up. Don't forget to comment. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll see if we do a pod tomorrow. It's to be determined. This weather coming in, everybody be safe. If you lose power, I wish you the best. I'm anticipating losing power because we lost power the last rainstorm and windstorm. So I don't know if we're going to be able to do a pod tomorrow. Maybe we'll do one later in the day if I find somewhere with power. But I appreciate every single one of you. Y'all mean the world to me. And uh, we'll see if Mike Vrabel's the guy. We'll see if Bill Belichick is officially let go. Uh, there's so much of this offseason. It has officially started. I can't wait to continue these podcasts with all of you. Until next time, again, we do this 11 a.m. Monday through Friday on YouTube. Spotify, Apple Pods, we're available there as well. Uh, every morning, though, 11 a.m., Monday through Friday, Eastern time. Uh, until hopefully tomorrow, this has been the Nick Cattle Show.